the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. The Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, by air, President Roosevelt has just announced. The attack also was made on all naval and military activities on the principal island of Oahu. We take you now to Washington. The details are not available. They will be in a few minutes. The White House is now giving out a statement. The attack apparently was made on all naval and on naval and military activities on the principal island of Oahu. The president's brief statement was read to reporters by Stephen Early, the president's secretary. A Japanese attack upon Pearl Harbor naturally would mean war. Such an attack would naturally bring a counterattack, and hostilities of this kind would naturally mean that the president would ask Congress for a declaration of war. There is no doubt from the temper of Congress that such a declaration would be granted. This morning, Secretary Hull talked with the secretaries of war and of the Navy. Now the two special Japanese envoys, Admiral Nomura and Special Envoy Caruso, are, are at the State Department engaged in conference with Secretary of State Hull. Their appearance at the State Department on this Sunday afternoon emphasizes the gravity of the Far Eastern situation where hostilities now seem to be actually opening over the whole South Pacific. And just now comes the word from the President's office that a second air attack has been reported on Army and Navy bases in Manila. Thus, we have official announcements from the White House that Japanese airplanes have attacked Pearl Harbor in Hawaii and have now attacked Army and Navy bases in Manila. We return you now to New York and we'll give you later information as it comes along from the White House. Return and there you have it. If you were living back in December 7th, 1941, on a Sunday, you would have been glued to your radio receiving the information of the day. Hi, welcome. Bill Bunkley here on Pearl Harbor Day. And I want to tell you that it is always uh, an honor to um, recognize this very special day, especially in light of the fact that uh, so many of our <clears throat> World War II veterans uh, are passing on. And with each and every day, uh, literally hundreds more are passing. Uh, just moments ago, I was encouraged to see uh, some of uh, our World War II heroes. I think the longest living World War II hero is 105. But um, four or five uh, of those uh, very, very important individuals were actually were actually uh, being recognized with a proclamation by uh, President Donald Trump with uh, Vice President Mike Pence at his side. In a moment, uh, we're going to also share with you the recording of that uh, very famous 
address to Congress by Franklin Delano Roosevelt Jr., where um, he mentioned uh, the words that would uh, be remembered by Americans for generations to come. Uh, And on that day, if you've been following me on Twitter, it's a very special day for me. Well, obviously, for many of you, because of the United States was hesitant to get involved with the war in Germany, uh, was not engaged with the Japanese um, in the Pacific until Pearl Harbor, uh, it was this event that uh, really marked the the beginning that uh, the political will of the country as well as now the necessity because of our fleet uh, of um, uh, battleships uh, almost being completely destroyed, uh, forced the United States uh, into action. And um, on this day, in fact, I was reading, uh, so if I can get the name of the book up here real quick, I um, had come across a, a book that was written in uh, 2013, it is a book called, uh, I don't get a copy of it, A Battleship Sailor. And it is the story of uh, one of the sailors uh, who had been assigned to the USS California. And he talks about uh, the USS California prior to the attack of, of uh, December 7th. The California was one of the big battleships that were moored up and down Battleship Row there in Pearl Harbor. But uh, very interesting because he um, he's not only talking about uh, his assignment on the ship and uh, some of the um, the ship's operations while it was underway. And what's interesting to me about it is the commander uh, of the USS California was a commander, Joel William Bunkley. So uh, you probably can put two and two together why uh, your talk show host, Bill Bunkley, may have a, a little more than a casual interest. And uh, it was it, it's, it's quite intriguing because uh, at one point, uh, because of um, um, Commander Bunkley's previous assignment, uh, this sailor, as he was telling the story, was uh, calling into question the qualifications of uh, Commander Bunkley. Uh, and, and why was he um, put in charge of this uh, battleship? And he talks about the fact that uh, he had a lot of political muscle along the, uh, you know, the Navy brass, as uh, was called back then. And uh, very interesting, uh, as he tells the story about why Commander Bunkley was put in charge of the battleship. Well, apparently uh, he was, um, uh, he being Commander Bunkley, not only the service in World War One in France, but uh, subsequent to that, uh, he was a, a gunner, gunnery sort of a Navy uh, in his expertise. So uh, what are the primary um, instruments on a battleship? Yes, class, you got that right. It's guns. So because uh, uh, Commander Bunkley was uh, had his great expertise uh, in, in guns, that's uh, why he was put in, contra- in command of battleship. So anyway, the morning of uh, uh, December 7th, uh, of course, the California, Arizona, others were in port. And uh, as was the case, when um, a lot of the ships uh, came into Pearl, uh, a lot of the commanding officers, um, as a matter of um, routine, they would... Uh, go in, and uh, and this was a Saturday night leading to a Sunday, 
So where was he at? Well, he was in town staying at a hotel. So at the time that the uh, the Japanese bombers that came in low, and by the way, they, you know the story, or if you don't know the story, that um, there was um, either B-17s or B-24s. There, there was uh, a squadron of those planes that were due in from California. And so when the Japanese um, uh, fighter planes were first noticed on radar, it didn't cause a whole lot of attention because they thought it was just the inbound uh, B-17s or B-24s that were coming in. And uh, I think it was out toward um, um, not Hickam. Hickam Field was right there next to Pearl Harbor. Uh, the other field escapes me, but uh, they uh, they began seeing these fighters come in. And as you may re- may recall, they had a very distinctive red dot from the land of the rising sun. And uh, that was when they saw that it was an attack on Pearl Harbor. Well, anyway, uh, Commander Bunkley, once the attack took place, he was at the hotel, immediately returned to his ship. Now, his ship uh, actually was damaged. It it did sink, but it it sank in um, shallow water. And unlike the USS Arizona, it did not take a direct hit to its magazine. And so, uh, oddly enough, if you look at the history of the California, it was actually salvaged pretty quick, and it was a matter of weeks when it was uh, fixed, refloated, and returned to battle. And uh, later, uh, Commander Bunkley, Rear Admiral Bunkley, would uh, uh, year, years ago I, I researched and put away for Zach and others uh, his testimony before Congress as uh, many of uh, those that were in charge uh, who did not perish in battle came back. And, in fact, uh, he was the harbor master for the the harbor of New York City uh, for 10 or 15 years before he retired. So uh, pretty interesting uh, history for us, and I know for many of you there's history there as well. Now, I'd like to remember remember what it was like just to hear the story and know that we were going to go to war. And um, and then the country was waiting to hear from the president of the United States. Michael, how long is that cut? Okay, let's do this. What we're going to do is um, we've got a hard break coming up. So what we're going to do when we come back, we're going to be playing um, that that very important message of the president to the Congress and the message that while today we are sharing this time together by means of uh, – radio. Well, we're going to go back to the time when uh, America really depended on radio, not having all the communication multiplicity of uh, platforms that we have today. And so when we come back, um, sort of take you back at a point in time as you're in your car, maybe you're at home, but uh, imagine if you will for yourself, what would it be like coming up in a few minutes if uh, this was the first time you were going to be hearing Uh, this announcement. So before we do that, let me remind you that uh, we've got some things to uh, give away for you if uh, you are fortunate enough to um, uh, be the winner. Remember that we have not one but two books that we are giving away this month from our sister organization, Regnery Publishing. And we give away five books each month, but this month we're actually giving away 10 books. Now, the first one um, that uh, we're giving away Uh, is going to be The Mystery of the Magi. 
The Quest to Identify the Three Wise Men. Now, that particular book is going to be given away at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. Uh, the author is Dwight uh, Longenecker. This particular book pieces together the evidence from biblical studies, history, archaeology, and astronomy to uh, uncover where the wise men came from, why they came, while providing a new and fascinating view of time and place in which Jesus chose to enter to enter the world, and it's a fascinating read. So go right now to letstalkfaith.com, click on the contest tab, and you can uh, put your name in a hat to win one of five copies, and you can register day after day after day. Now we have uh, the other book for this month, and this one is going to be available on our Answer Station websites. Uh, this uh, book was written by David Linball, and I think we're going to be trying to have... Uh, probably both the authors uh, to be with us. His latest book is The True Jesus, Uncovering the Divinity of Christ in the Gospels. And uh, here, uh, the brother of Rush Limbaugh combines the four gospel stories into a unified account and guides readers on a faith journey through the four evangelist testimonies of the life of Jesus Christ. And there, along the way... Um, David Limbaugh is going to be giving uh, some uh, I, some thoughts from his and some ideas uh, that uh, he thinks uh, obviously is going to be helpful for you to really put that story together. Now, you can either go to your favorite uh, station uh, for answer stations. You can go to either am860theanswer.com or if you're listening through am930theanswer.com, go to either one of those websites, click on the contest tab and enter. And again, you can... Uh, Enter in day after day after day after day. Contest to be um, drawn at the end of December. So when we come back, uh, as our tribute continues to the brave men and women who gave their lives on both sides of America, both uh, toward Europe and both toward Japan, and our recognition of their service on this day of remembrance for Pearl Harbor. We'll have more when we come back. Don't go away. I'm Bill Bunkley. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Fire the stockbroker and hire yourself. I'm Larry Levin, and I've been on the trading floor for 23 years. I was one of the biggest traders in the S&P pit. I'm also the president of Trading Advantage, the leading educational firm teaching people how to become professional day traders. Now, for a limited time, I'm offering one of the trading techniques I use to make $1.9 million for free. Get started right now by calling 800-489-8876. Leave your email address on my voicemail, and I'll email you my free trading technique and daily insider's market report at no cost to you. This is the very information I use to build my fortune. I was getting ready to retire. I still needed to make extra income, but I didn't want to work for anyone else. Because of Larry and his excellent instructors, I could trade successfully for myself, and I'll never have to work for someone else again. Fire the stockbroker and hire the most dependable person you know, you. Again, call in the next 90 minutes. Leave your email address on my voicemail, 800-489-8876. Call 800-489-8876. 800-489-8876. Weekday mornings at 8. Don't miss Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. He wasn't deficient. He was not lacking in anything when he chose to save you. He chose to save you because he loves you. And of his own will, it was his good pleasure to save you. 
Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. Weekday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Thinking about a career change? How about your dream job on the staff at a local church? At churchstaffing.com, you can find your true calling and a new career with meaning. Churchstaffing.com has listings for hundreds of jobs in churches all across the country. For pastors and worship leaders, secretaries, accountants, facilities and maintenance, graphic designers, IT specialists, and much more. Best of all, it's free. Find the ideal job for you at the perfect place. Visit churchstaffing.com. That's churchstaffing.com. It's only but goodies time here on the Bill Bunkley Show. It is uh, 21 minutes past the hour, and uh, Mike Miracle has been uh, letting us walk back a little bit in history. So who were we listening to at that very moment? The Drifters. And we had a contest about that the other day, and uh, hopefully you are getting educated in the history of Christmas music. Well, imagine if um, your real... Lifeline to news was the newspaper and the radio. And imagine, if you will, that uh, in the same way today that we talk about uh, where were you on 9-11, where were you on this date or that date, remember that uh, in an earlier generation, the big question was where were you when you learned about Pearl Harbor? Well, we just had an opportunity to uh, catch one of the early news reports of what we started out this day in our tribute to, uh, to Pearl Harbor. But uh, imagine after you got the news, imagine that um, you're reading about it in a newspaper and uh, you know that uh, there's going to be a message to not only the members of Congress, uh, but to the entire United States of America and for the world for that matter, from the President of the United States. And so we're going to take you to a, a recording. And uh, imagine if this was the first time that you were hearing what we were going to do now that uh, our boys and girls were attacked at Pearl Harbor and uh, we had some major damage to our fleet, uh, damage that uh, at the time... A host of people were speculating we'd never be able to come back from, and the Japanese would uh, dominate. Well, you know what happened with that story. But let's go back to um, the United States House of Representatives, where both senators and representatives were gathered along with those in the gallery. And let's listen to uh, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt address the nation about this day, December 7th, 1941. Mr. Vice President, Mr. Speaker, members of the Senate and of the House of Representatives, yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live 
in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The United States was at peace with that nation and at the solicitation of Japan was still in conversation with its government and its emperor looking toward the maintenance of peace in the Pacific. The attack yesterday on the Hawaiian Islands has caused severe damage to American naval and military forces. I regret to tell you that very many American lives have been lost. In addition, American ships have been reported torpedoed on the high seas between San Francisco and Honolulu. As Commander-in-Chief of the Army and Navy, I have directed that all measures be taken for our defense, but always will our whole nation remember the character of the onslaught against us. No matter how long it may take us to overcome this premeditated invasion, the American people in their righteous might will win through to absolute victory. I believe that I interpret the will of the Congress and of the people when I assert that we will not only defend ourselves to the uttermost, but will make it very certain that this form of treachery shall never again endanger us. Hostilities exist. There is no blinking at the fact that our people, our territory, and our interests are in grave danger. With confidence in our armed forces, with the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph, so help us God. that the Congress declare that since the unprovoked and dastardly attack by Japan on Sunday, December 7, 1941, a state of war has existed between the United States and the Japanese Empire. All right, that was, um, of course, that was uh, edited down just a tad, but uh, think about that today. 
as we are getting ready for Christmas once again in a very uh, blessed nation, in a very peaceful nation. We should never, ever forget that uh, we have the lifestyles that we have today because of the sacrifices of many men and women who have gone before us and many men who have, um, and women, but uh, particularly in more of the World War II days, the lion's share totally was totally was the men. But just think about the men who went out and uh, fought for this country. And also think about upon the return of those who lived and the survivors that were waiting for them here, at least for that generation, called the greatest generation, how much they grew to understand and have the true meaning of what freedom is all about because they were the generation that fought for the freedom that we have today. May we be ever mindful of the sacrifices that they made. When we come back, I guess the news of the day is Al Franken. We'll turn our page to the Washington Beat. And a very unusual speech that he made. He's resigned, but not really, not yet. I'll explain that coming up. Phone lines are open, 877-943-9673. I'm Bill Bunkley. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Minnesota Democratic Senator Al Franken has resigned from the U.S. Senate. That follows a host of sexual misconduct allegations against him. It also sets up the need for a special election about a year from now to see who will fill out the remaining two years of Franken's term. U.S. Representative John Lewis says he will not be speaking at the opening of the Mississippi Civil Rights and History Museums. He calls it intolerable. President Trump will be in attendance. The George Democrat and civil rights icon helped to organize the 1964 Freedom Summer targeting segregation in Mississippi. The Saturday ceremony marks Mississippi's bicentennial of admission to the Union. Southern California authorities have ordered more evacuations from the Santa Barbara County area as crews protect coastal communities from a destructive wildfire that's steadily marching to the west and northwest. This is SRN News. It's time to tap the app. Tap the Faith Talk app to enter this week's Countdown to Christmas giveaway. You could win a signed copy of David Jeremiah's God Loves You. He always has and he always will. A signed copy of Marco Rubio's An American Son, a memoir. Plus, books from Edward Klein and Michael Medved. Tap the app now and enter to win the Countdown to Christmas giveaway. Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Are you ready to do something big for God? Are you looking to be a part of something bigger than yourself? Since 1971, Word of Life Bible Institute has been giving young men and women the biblical foundation they need for whatever career path the Lord has for them. There are only two things that last for all eternity, the Word of God and the souls of men. Stop wondering what it would be like to step out for God and make your plans to do it. For more information, please call our admissions department at 727-379-5037 or visit us online at wordoflife.edu. Bill Bunkley here. It's the worst humanitarian crisis in our lifetime. Over 2 million refugees have settled in the tiny country of Lebanon. Over half of them are children with no hope for a future. 
They are the innocent victims of war and terrorism. But this Christmas, you can join with our Christian brothers and sisters at Heart for Lebanon to bring them the greatest gift ever given. Please call 877-873-0190 or online at letstalkfaith.com. Windshields are all about safety, and so is Autoglass America. If your windshield is damaged and you have comprehensive insurance, we'll install a premium quality replacement with a lifetime warranty at no cost to you. We'll buy back your damaged windshield for up to $100 cash on the spot and come to you with free mobile service. Keep your family safe. Call us today. Remember, if it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it back. 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. Autoglass America. Don't miss Land O'Lakes Christian School's annual open house, Sunday, January 28th, 1 to 3, at First Baptist Church of Land O'Lakes. Tour the classrooms, examine curriculum, and meet the staff. Celebrating 40 years in Christian education, Land O'Lakes Christian School is accredited by the American Association of Christian Schools, North American Christian School Accrediting Agency, and the National Council for Private School Accreditation. Classes available pre-K-3 through 12th grade. More information at lolcs.org. That's lolcs.org. Saturdays at noon, Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy. Well, friend, just remember this. As a believer in Christ, we are sinners saved by grace. Uh, Now, if you don't have the Lord, you're a sinner lost. But thank God if you have Jesus, he's washed away your sin through the blood that he shed on the cross at Calvary. Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy. Saturdays at noon on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. I love those J-I-N-G-L-E bells Oh, those holiday J-I-N-G-L-E bells Oh, those happy J-I-N-G-L-E B-E-L-L-S I love those J-I-N-G-L-E bells All right, as we're taking a back, uh, a back step into time, if you will. And, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who, bring that up, bring that up. Now that voice sounds familiar. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Some will say that is when music was music. Do you hear me? Hey, welcome back, Bill Bunkley. It is 34 minutes past the hour. And uh, as we are counting down to Christmas, uh, let me bring you an update. Another very, very sad, disturbing story coming out of New Mexico. And that is that uh, CBS News has the latest update uh, by their staff. And I'm talking about the shooting that happened uh, earlier today in Aztec, New Mexico, Apparently, there are three people uh, who have been uh, who are dead as a result of this um, shooting, and that does include the shooter. It happened at a New Mexico high school. Uh, San Juan County Sheriff Ken Christensen had a press conference, um, and he believes that uh, the three students are, in fact, all the three deceased are, in fact, students at the high school. Uh, the victims have been notified. Uh, there are no other injuries. Uh, there was contrary information earlier today that there were a number of people who were hurt. Uh, the latest, uh, I've seen two or three different sources uh, uh, confirm the fact that uh, there are no other uh, injuries. So um, 
We don't uh, have any specifics yet about the nature of the shooting, uh, who the shooter was, except that the building is cleared and uh, it's uh, an all-safe situation right now. Uh, But it did take a a few hours before, as the school was locked down, right after the shots rang out. Uh, Aztec is a small community, about 6,500 people uh, in northwestern New Mexico. It's uh, in the oil and gas country, and it's right uh, either on or next to the Navajo Nation Reservation. And uh, so we'll continue to um, uh, follow this, but again... Uh, another tragic situation, student-on-student student violence possibly here at the high school. Well, we had a very interesting uh, press conference at 11.45 this morning Eastern Time, and that is when Minnesota Senator Al Franken arrived at the Capitol, went directly to the Senate floor, and from the well announced that, uh, in fact, that he was going to be resigning his United States Senate seat. Now, it was interesting because he didn't announce that he was resigning. First, it caught my attention because he said, I'll be resigning in a few weeks. Hmm. That's interesting to me. Don't know that I have ever, especially given the fact that 36 of his Senate colleagues had called for his resignation over uh, sexual harassment. Uh, It it seems strange to me that instead of just resigning and going, that uh, he made it clear he was uh, going to be staying for a while. Then his remarks got uh, even more interesting because as he was uh, talking and pointing out the fact from his perspective that he hasn't harassed a single person since he's been in the Senate and that all these allegations are uh, pre-Senate, he... uh, he made it a point to call out uh, President Trump and, of course, that TMZ situation and uh, President Trump boasting about uh, his past um, situations with women. And then he went on to uh, talk about Judge Roy Moore. Now, my radar immediately went up. And, in fact, I was waiting to write tomorrow something to think about. I was waiting to confirm that Franken was going to go. Little did I know that uh, as I as I listen to this, and, and by the way, I'm not the only sleuth that's on this. The entire, the entire political world, especially inside the Beltway, uh, they, they read this loud and clear. But um, very interesting because the Senate Democrats – it seemed like they had an epiphany overnight. I mean, they were going along to get along, and then uh, we had uh, the situation over in the House that um, that member had to go, and he resigned. And now we had this. We thought that he was going to resign, but then he said it's going to be Al Franken said in the coming weeks. And so here's the scenario. I believe next week, and I think it's almost a foregone conclusion, whether you agree with it or not, but uh, most people believe that by the time the votes are counted in Alabama in the special election in the seat to um, replace Jeff, St- Jeff Sessions, who's now gone on to be attorney general, <clears throat> 
that uh, Judge Roy Moore is going to be elected. All the polling around that seems to indicate that as far as folks in Alabama are concerned, they are dismissing the allegations. They are comparing allegations to, I guess, maybe some of their family history, you know, 50 years ago. Who knows how all that's going to come out. But um, it's interesting because Judge Roy Moore will probably win that seat. And then uh, I think the election, what, is on the 12th, Tuesday the 12th. Within a day or two, he will be going to Washington, D.C. to do what? To get sworn in. So isn't it interesting that the Democrats, within a 24-hour period, 36 of them call for the ouster of of, uh, Al Franken. And they got rid of the the harasser, uh, the oldest serving member of the House, uh, over on the other side of the aisle, uh, of the chambers. And so guess what? The perfect, I think, and you can agree to disagree, 877-943-9673. It appears to me, Michael, that the perfect trap has been set for the Republicans. At this point, the Democrats are talking about how they all banded together and uh, it, uh, it, it, people who commit these atrocities don't need to be serving uh, in the United States Senate, and so they have ousted him. Then he doesn't resign, and then he says, uh, I'll resign in the next few weeks. And then guess what? Here comes Judge Roy Moore. Now, Ben Shapiro, some of you may know Ben, Ben was out earlier this afternoon talking about the fact that he is speculating that in the end result, Al Franken will not resign. Because what's going to happen is he's he hasn't left yet. Judge Roy Moore shows up to the Senate. You probably know the playbook. Those on the left are going to be crying to the rooftops that, hey, Hey, look at those Republicans. They don't respect women. They don't respect the process. Uh, We quickly did what we had to do with uh, the members of our party. And now look at the Republicans. They're they're now going to seat Judge Roy Moore. Now, there's no doubt that the trap has been set for the Republicans. On the front line is the Senate Republicans. And then in general, it's the uh, the GOP. Now, what you're going to hear is, is that the two situations are not the same. With uh, Al Franken, we have pictures. We have very contemporary situations. Now, he said today on the Senate floor that um, uh, he doesn't agree with most of uh, the stories. He thinks the stories are not being told uh, accurately. But... Um, You can see what's being set up. As soon as Judge Roy Moore comes, there's going to be calls for the Republicans to um, to oust him like the Democrats uh, were lined up to oust uh, Al Franken. And um, now you have Ben Shapiro suggesting, which is yet another, you know, I only went as far as to say there is a trap for Republicans and the trap is set and they're going to have to. um, they're, they're going to have to walk through the valley. They're going to have to deal with that trap uh, in about a week or 10 days whenever Judge Roy Moore, first of all, if he, if and when he's elected next Tuesday, that's when the questions will go out uh, to the uh, Senate Republicans 
uh, in the U.S. Senate as well as other key uh, GOP officials. And you're going to have the next round of uh, should he stay, should he go. Republicans in the Senate are going to say, uh, hey, there's no difference here. Well, they're going to say, yes, there is a difference here. The difference is this happened a long, long time ago. The difference here is that Judge Roy Moore is absolutely uh, refuting all of the comments. And some will say it's so long ago, it's even past the Statue of of Limitations. And um, and so you're going to have this uh, very public, very ugly, I predict, back and forth about is there a difference, is there not a difference? And so Ben Shapiro says, well, if uh, if they seat Judge Roy Moore, then you could have Al Franken come back and say, hey, wait a minute. Why should I resign when uh, now we have Judge Roy Moore and he's not resigning? So if you think you have um, if you think you've seen the latest circus act coming out of Washington, D.C., there's one yet to come. So I'm going to ask you a question. 877-943-9673. 877-943-9673. Who will be brave enough? Who will be brave enough to take on this question? Question number one. Is the Al Franken situation equal to the Judge Roy Moore situation? If Roy Moore is elected, should he be seated? And then if he should be seated, should he be the subject of an ethics investigation like Al Franken would have been subject to an ethics resignation had he not resigned? Well, he hasn't resigned yet. And since you've heard the latest theory, any thoughts on do you think that Al Franken, uh, in the end result, may not resign at all? And that his staying around for a few weeks is to test the water. Political intrigue at the highest in the United States Senate. So here's the challenge. And just give me your thoughts. 877-943-9673. 877-943-9673. Let me just say at the outset, unequivocally, sexual harassment, and now we're seeing the, the power players of the country uh, being purged. There is no doubt that uh, sexual harassment is inappropriate. But how does the public judge these different cases? Intriguing at the best. 877-943-9673. I want to uh, get your calls. I'll step aside, and I want to hear what you have to say next to the Bill Bunkley Show. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too. Even threaten your home or business. And it's about to get worse. The IRS just hired an army of new tax enforcers. So, if you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. Optima has access to a special IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop that army of new enforcers from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a half billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. Call now for your free consultation. Call 800-711-5743. 800-711-5743. 800-711-5743. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Who's happy to be at the game today? You know who's not happy? Your buddy Pete, stuck at home doing the laundry with his wife, who loves soap operas. Pete should have taken advantage of Sun Country Cleaner's wash, dry, and fold service. With 38 convenient locations in Tampa Bay and delivery, Pete could be here, dealing with overtime at the ballpark instead of dealing with an overflowing hamper. Sun Country Cleaners, let us do the laundry while you do life. Online at suncountrycleaners.com. This Christmas, give the gift of family by supporting Focus on the Family. Over the years, Focus has given you practical guidance for your marriage, parenting, spiritual growth, and Christian living. And now you can pass the blessings forward to younger families here in our town. God has given us the wonderful joy of strengthening families with tools to help them grow stronger and closer. Perhaps we've been able to do that for you and your family. Now you can help us continue this good work by sending your generous support here at the end of the year. Your generosity will provide resources that help Christians know God's design for marriage, parenting, and so much more. Thank you for giving the gift of family. Just log on to our station website and use the keyword family. And thank you for partnering with us and giving the gift of family. Connect with Focus on the Family and give today at letstalkfaith.com. This is Lon Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. President Trump has nominated Alex Azar to be the next Secretary of Health and Human Services. It's an important job, as the future of Obamacare hangs in the balance and Republicans continue to express their desire to repeal and replace the law. Azar is highly qualified for the post. He served as a number two official at the department and its chief counsel during the George W. Bush administration. He was a law clerk for Justice Antonin Scalia, and he's been a senior executive at one of America's largest pharmaceutical companies. Some Democrats have suggested that this private sector experience makes Azar the wrong person to help conquer the opioid crisis and to lower drug costs. But they're wrong. It's precisely his experience inside the industry that helps him to better understand how we can address these pressing concerns. It's no exaggeration to say that few people understand the health care policy environment better than Azar. The Senate is now considering his nomination. Here's to hoping that they move quickly to confirm Azar so he can get to work as soon as possible. I'm Lon He Chen. Learn more at townhallreview.com. Saturday mornings at 1030, join us for The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. The truth that the idea of God being our creator is not just credible, it's not just plausible, it is actually now becoming undeniable. The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward, Saturday mornings at 1030 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com.
right, let's get right back to it. Uh, guys, we've got about 90 seconds apiece. We have Rocky and Clearwater, Jim and Landa Lakes, and T in Sarasota. We've got a, a hard ending on our show today. Let's go to Rocky in Clearwater. Got about 90 seconds. Rocky, welcome to our show. You think uh, the Franken situation is more, is worth. Go ahead. Yeah, I think the Franklin situation is worse. I think that guy more. I mean, people coming up 40 years now. Come on, give me a break. How do you think it bothers them women? If it did, why didn't they come up sooner? I hope the guy uh, gets elected, and I, and I think he's a real good guy. And I think these people are just out to get him. I mean, come on. Now it's getting to the point of all the sexual um, thing. I mean, you're afraid to hug a woman, and she might say he's sexual assault or some baloney like that. This is a bunch of crap. 40 years? Come on. that. I don't think I don't think a person in the world would find that guy guilty of anything. And you don't well, come they up can't because years the sta- well, they can't, Rocky. The statute of limitations is run, but th- that's for sure. And, be- and besides that, it's a bunch of baloney. You don't come up four years from now. I couldn't have bombed that much. Forty years? Come on. Okay. I mean, four well, people well, died within forty years. Come on. It's, right. It's here's a question. Here's a quick question. Uh, what do you think when Judge Roy Moore gets elected? I believe he will. He goes to the Senate, and then uh, Franklin confronts him and says, hey, I'm leaving, why don't you? What should his response be? His response should be, look, this happened 40 years ago. If you want to believe it, believe it. All right now, the people that have spoken, I'm elected, and I'm going to do my job. That's what he should say. All right. He should ignore all that stuff and hold his head up high. All right. Rocky, we got to go. Rocky and Clearwater, good, concise comments. Let's go to Jim in Landa Lakes. Jim, welcome to the program, and you're on the clock and wants to talk about the bigger scenario. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, hey, this has turned into the 21st century version of McCarthyism, where just the mere accusation can taint someone's reputation forever. There is no proof here. Uh, now, uh, and to sidestep a little bit, what this does the Democrats, though, they get the edge because they get to get rid of a teetering old man who should have retired a long time ago and a blooming idiot. They get to replace both of them. Their governors get to nominate much, 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 much stronger candidates that are going to be harder for us to defeat. So that's, to me, that's the bigger picture, and I think we lose on that. All right, Jim, good thoughts, uh, good point of view, uh, accurate. I mean, I want to talk about a, a very succinct point of view. That is Jim and Landa Lakes. Let's go for our last 90 seconds to Sarasota. T is back with us. T, let me unleash you, my friend. Uh, sure, Bill. Um, this is basically third world, a uh, third wave feminism versus common sense. This is third wave feminism. There were two other ways in the past. One of them was just about getting women to get the right to vote. The second one was about women having equal rights in business and, you know, all kinds of equal rights at the workplace and, you know, being able to do the same things as men and and no prejudice whatsoever. The third one was weaponizing anything that a woman says against men, that all men are rapists, all men are evil, and all men need to be subjugated by any means possible, including lying. So when you have an ultra-feminist, especially these atheistic ultra-feminists, they don't care about lying. They'll get a guy like, like uh, Herman Cain years ago, go after him. They'll get, go after uh, Supreme Court Justice Thomas, go after him. The ends justify the means. Morality has nothing to do with them. They don't care about morality. They care about their atheistic, communistic, polit- feministic, political agenda. Do I think that if I were Roy Moore and they said to me, hey, you know, you need to resign, just like Franklin did, I'd say, listen, I live under a set of laws. 
if someone wants to indict me for a crime, then I have the right of presumption of innocence. And if I get found guilty, then so be it. But what's going on right now? This is the scarlet letter. This is the politically correct scarlet letter. You people are throwing people's lives away. You're saying, oh, well, someone grabbed somebody 20 years ago. Okay, that means you can't work anymore. That means that you can't make money anymore. And yet people assault people with weapons. Okay. They go to jail. You know, they, 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 or they, get, they, they get probation. This seems to be incredibly brilliant by the hard left and the media. What they're doing is extremely wrong, and it's unproportional to what was done. All right. T in Sarasota, as always, thank you, T, for the thoughts, all of our three callers today. And, again, uh, know that uh, here all opinions uh, are considered. All opinions uh, given in a respectful tone uh, is for us to hear. And so uh, we've had uh, some good feedback. I will just say this, that uh, I think that uh, there's a showdown for sure coming up. I think uh, the judge will be elected. And... um, where we go and how this unfolds, because remember that uh, uh, this is an issue that is important to women, uh, and uh, there's going to be um, a case made as to which political party, major political party, is more sensitive uh, to uh, what uh, women have gone through uh, at the uh, at the situations with these very powerful people in terms of sexual harassment, and so. Uh, the drama and the intrigue is going to increase, no doubt. And remember, who knows if there are other individuals between now and even next week when Judge Roy Moore is seated, uh, if he wins that election, uh, what may transpire. That'll wrap up the first hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. I'll be carrying on over on AM um, 570 and AM 910 and 102.1 in Lakeland. You know, by the way, for you folks in Lakeland, Expecting 40,000 people out tonight for your parade. So for those of you that are getting lined up and getting your seats, please be careful. But uh, we wish you a great evening. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in the second hour. Don't go away. I'll be right back. a damaged windshield, keep your family safe with a premium quality replacement and a lifetime warranty from Auto Glass America. If you have comprehensive insurance, we'll buy back your old windshield for up to $100 cash on the spot. Come to you with free mobile service and install a new premium quality windshield all at no cost to you. Be safe. Call today for fast claims processing. Remember, we turn your broken glass into cold hard cash. 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. Auto Glass America. Hi, this is Pastor Al. Got a Bible question? Wondering what the Bible has to say about current events? Join me Sunday nights at 11 on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN for Late Night Live with Pastor Al as I take your questions about Bible prophecy and current events, creation and evolution, Israel in the Middle East, angels and extraterrestrials, sin and salvation, and a whole lot more. Bring an open mind and an open Bible because you never know what we're going to talk about next. Sunday nights at 11 on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. 
Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Minnesota Democratic Senator Al Franken says he will resign his office in the coming weeks as allegations of sexual misconduct continue to dog him. He says women deserve to be heard and their experiences taken seriously. However, it gave some people the false impression that I was admitting to doing things that, in fact, I haven't done. Some of the allegations against me are simply not true. Others I remember very differently. He said he'd been ready to cooperate fully with the Senate Ethics Committee investigation into his conduct, but decided to leave after it became clear he could not be involved in the investigation and serve the people of Minnesota. Meanwhile, House Speaker Paul Ryan is standing by his call for Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore to drop out of the race. Ryan says he hasn't changed his position. Just because the polling has changed doesn't change my opinion on the matter. So I stand by what I said before. Moore has denied multiple allegations of sexual misconduct. Recent polling shows him in a razor-tight race with his Democratic challenger in next Tuesday's special election in Alabama. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines. Democrats and Republicans meeting at the White House today to try to avoid a government shutdown this weekend. President Trump. We're all here as a very friendly, well-unified group. It's a well-knit-together group of people. And we hope that we're going to make some great progress for our country. I think that will happen. The House has approved and sent to the Senate a two-week stopgap funding bill to avert a government shutdown tomorrow night. The measure gives lawmakers until December 22nd to hammer out details of a larger deal to set spending levels through next September. And residents are being ordered to evacuate a tiny beachfront community of Faria Beach between Ventura and Santa Barbara on US-101, where a huge wildfire is churning down hillsides towards seaside homes. On Wall Street, the dot by 71 points, the Nasdaq rose 36. More on these stories at townhall.com. Hair Club has an incredible free offer for our listeners. Stay tuned. Whether you're just starting to lose your hair or you've lost a lot, now is the time to take control and do something about it. To get your free hair loss guide and a free hair analysis when you schedule a complimentary no-obligation consultation, call 800-368-7109. That's 800-368-7109. With more than 40 years proven experience and over half a million lives transformed, we at Hair Club are the trusted hair loss experts, offering all proven surgical, non-surgical, and hair regrowth solutions. Plus, call now. When you come in for your consultation for a limited time, you'll even get a set of free hair care products, especially formulated for thinning hair. Call 800-368-7109. That's 800-368-7109 to receive a free hair loss guide and schedule a free hair analysis to receive your free hair care products when you come in for your consultation. Call now. You may want to be cautious if you're mailing cash or a check this holiday season. Thieves have done this in the past. Now, some residents of Patterson, New Jersey, are noticing that when they try to drop an envelope down the Postal Service mailbox chute, there's this glue-like stuff on the inside of the mailbox that prevents the envelope from going all the way down the chute. The Postal Service says thieves sometimes put a sticky substance on the inside of the chute to try to grab envelopes that may contain cash or checks. They're investigating in Patterson, New Jersey, but they're not saying how many incidents have been reported there. I'm Rita Foley. A former elite Michigan sports doctor who possessed child pornography and assaulted Olympic gymnasts has been sentenced to 60 years in federal prison in one of three criminal cases that ensures he won't ever be free. U.S. District Judge Janet Neff says Larry Nasser, quote, should never again have access to children, unquote. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. 
GE is cutting 12,000 positions in its power division as alternative energy supplants demand for coal and other fossil fuels. The company says the cuts to both office and production jobs will help it right-size GE Power as traditional power markets and the volume of the fuels that power them decline. The job cuts will comprise about 18% of the power unit's workforce. Most will be outside the U.S., but GE isn't saying where. The company says the job cuts, along with actions taken earlier this year, will help GE Power trim costs by $1 billion next year. I'm Mike Hempen. President Trump's choice to lead the federal agency that oversees the nation's power grid and natural gas pipelines has been sworn into office. Longtime energy lawyer Kevin McIntyre was confirmed last month as chairman of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. His installation today brings the commission to a full five members. More on these stories at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored by EDI Travel. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTVN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsborough, 813-287-5700 or toll-free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good afternoon and welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show on this Thursday afternoon. And uh, we are delighted to have you with us. And um, during this hour, we're going to be reviewing a couple of important stories, but uh, a great feature coming up, and that is at the bottom of the hour. We're going to have, I think, both Steve and Jackie Green, and they are the founding family of the Museum of the Bible in uh, Washington, D.C. They just opened up. They've written a new book, This Dangerous Book, How the Bible Has Shaped Our World and Why It Still Matters Today. And that was co-authored with Bill High. So I think that we have uh, uh, that important interview coming up uh, at the bottom of the hour. Breaking news this afternoon, and I want to explain one of the caveats. We learned earlier today that uh, the country down under, Australia, Australia today approved in their parliament same-sex marriages. Now, that might not be startling to you, but... uh, Let me share uh, an additional fact. There was a lot of testimony. There was a lot of amendments filed. Let me tell you how this law is going to work. For those who are ministers, pastors in Australia, now, today, they are going to be grandfathered in, if you will. And what I mean by that is, is that uh, they will not have to ascribe to same-sex marriages. They can keep their religious consciousness. They can maintain their religious freedom. They can maintain their religious liberty. But guess what? 
any new pastor, and I don't know what date this law is going to go into effect. I assume it go into effect here before too long. From the date that law goes into effect, for instance, if you are a Southern Baptist missionary and you were sent into Australia <clears throat> after the effective date of this bill, guess what? The government will force you to conduct same-sex marriages. The government will <clears throat> force you to accept same-sex marriages. Now, we're on the front end of this announcement, and uh, I'm sure we're going to be hearing more about that uh, in the future. But uh, I thought I would pass that along to you because that is a very significant uh, um, situation coming out of Australia. And again, the details, uh, I'm sure, are going to be more widely discussed in the days to come. Now, I want to also talk about a report that um, appeared in CBN News uh, with Paul Strand. Because it was uh, something that got my attention, and when I realized also that uh, uh, the national religious broadcasters were a part of this, uh, our own Dennis Prager, uh, our uh, noontime host here on the East, on our answer stations, the title of the piece is Religion in the Crosshairs. Conservative leaders sound alarm on the latest attack. And so I thought I would uh, bring this to you as well. CBN News is reporting the National Religious Broadcasters President Jerry Johnson issued a sobering warning Thursday regarding what he and other conservative leaders view as the latest attack on religious speech. Johnson said, and I quote, free speech is under assault in America, especially for those who espouse Christian and conservative viewpoints. He went on to say there is alarm at the ever-growing examples of censorship of Christian and conservative viewpoints online, largely at the behest of small but dominant groups of cultural elites. Senator Ted Cruz from Texas, speaking from his position on the Senate Commerce Committee, said, that he sees many examples of censorship. Senator Cruz noted, and I quote, Twitter barred Representative Marsha Blackburn from advertising her campaign launch video because it deemed a line about efforts to investigate Planned Parenthood to be inflammatory. Cruz went on to say, yes, I agree saying that an institution that makes money from selling the body parts of unborn children is inflammatory. But he, he said, do you know what's inflammatory? Making money from selling the body parts of unborn children. But apparently Twitter deemed the body politic too fragile. You can't say things like that. No, no, no. We, we all good liberals, support this. Then Ralph Reed uh, went on to discuss... What's going on beyond the printing press and television? He said, and I quote, the Internet has done more to spread information to the human race than any technology, any invention since the dawn of humanity. And it is a critical tool to share the gospel around the world. Reed said that's why censorship can have such disastrous effects. 
He explained today, because of the Internet, virtually every megachurch and church in the world can live stream and put online its sermons, its workshops, messages, counseling, whatever's needed. So if there is to be discrimination based on viewpoint, as there has been by Twitter, by Reddit, and by Facebook, because you offer a biblical viewpoint, that's a very dangerous thing for the faith community. Cruz uh, came back and said that he would rather not see government get involved in trying to end online censoring of religious and conservative viewpoints, but would rather the Internet giants would, well, would correct themselves. When you're not entitled to do, what you're not entitled to do is muzzle the position, to silence it or censor the person you disagree with. YouTube taking conservative speakers down. Prager University, my colleague Dennis Prager, wildly popular speakers addressing topics, somehow YouTube magically shutting them down. Those they found inconvenient and inconsistent with their politics. Craig Strazira, who is the chief marketing officer for PragerU, said Prager has had some 40 videos censored. My colleague Dennis Prager talked about two of them with CBN News. Anyway, one video was on how did America fight the Korea War with scholar Victor Davis Hansen. This particular video is the most rational, sophisticated five-minute discussion, history lesson on the Korean War. Another one was done by Dennis Prager himself. He did a video on the Sixth Commandment, Thou shall not kill, thou shall not murder. That was restricted for a while by YouTube. You think YouTube would want young people to learn a lesson like that or be able to understand the Ten Commandments. So why would you why would you censor that? YouTube suggested it restricted Prager's Korean War video because that was too mature a subject. Are you listening? Are you paying attention? All of the stuff that's all of the, oh, the pornography and all of the, of the, of, of the disgraceful stuff that's out there and the Korean War history video was too mature? Well, Johnson said the NRB, which is the National Religious Broadcasters of who we are uh, members, is launching the Internet Freedom Watch to fight such censorship. It will constantly update the website with new instances of online censorship and feature the victim stories. NRB is also writing Facebook, Google, Twitter, and Apple about Internet censorship, asking them to engage in what Johnson calls a constructive conversation and a resolution to these threats. Now, I don't know whether that's going to be on deaf ears or not, but as he says, you've got these titans, these these Internet titans that uh, discriminate against conservatives and social conservatives and Christians. And uh, it's getting to be compared to the left-leaning university administrations that uh, have been stifling conservative speakers. And, of course, students, men, uh, boys, girls, men and women students who bring a Christian worldview into the university marketplace, they have been... Certainly, persona non grata. 
Are these tyrants? Is it time to stand up? I think so. So, anyway, we will work. In fact, um, uh, Michael, if you remind me, uh, my good friend Jim Smith, former editor of the Florida Baptist Witness, is uh, now the director of media relations for the NRB. So I think uh, we'll call Mr. Jim and see if he can get uh, his boss, Mr. Johnson, to join us because I would love to have an in-depth conversation with him about efforts to combat the uh, the censorship. So uh, when we come back, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673, call and be a part of the program. When I come back, uh, my appeal to you, I need your help this day for my new friends that I met just weeks ago in the country of Lebanon, my new friends at the ministry, the Christian ministry, Heart for Lebanon, I'm asking you to partner with me as we begin to teach students who have run from ISIS, who have run from Syria into Lebanon, 2.1 million refugees. We're going to show these kids the love of Christ, going to feed them. We're going to teach them, put them in school, Christian school, teach them English as well. And we're planting the seeds to impact the Middle East for Christ. Will you help us? We'll talk about that next on the Bill Bunkley Show. Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row the very best Holy Land tour company by TripAdvisor. EDI Travel will start with what your group wants to see and customize your own very special tour. All-inclusive tour packages are EDI's specialty. The price for your trip covers everything. Flights, ground transportation, accommodations, tax, tips, and admissions, leaving you and your group with no surprises. Whether your group is first-time or returning travelers, they are the professionals who will make the experience great for everyone. Set your sights on Jerusalem, Nazareth, Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, the the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. If you or someone you know is searching for the true meaning of Christmas and coming up empty, you're not alone. Make plans now to attend Looking for Christmas, now through Sunday at Idlewild Baptist Church in Lutz. Bring someone close in need of the ultimate gift this Christmas, forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Don't miss Looking for Christmas, now through Sunday at Idlewild Baptist Church in Lutz. Tickets for Looking for Christmas are available now at idlewild.org. That website again is idlewild.org. What I love about First Baptist Brandon Christian Academy is that it is a school in the sense that they have academics, but more so, it's a family. What if your child learned more in school than just the answers to the next test? I know that what my kids are getting is not only a great education, but they're getting the spiritual and the biblical foundations that they're going to need that will help them navigate life. First Baptist Brandon Christian Academy offers strong academics, technology opportunities, and starting in the 2018-2019 school year, 
Year Free VPK. But more than that, they help children build a firm foundation in Christ. Your child belongs at First Baptist Brandon Christian Academy, serving birth through eighth grade. They teach them things that I would want them to be taught, and they bring it home. They come home singing, they come home telling us their Bible verses, and they're excited about it. First Baptist Brandon Christian Academy, from birth through eighth grade. You can connect at fbbca.org. That's fbbca.org. It's the worst humanitarian crisis since World War II. Two million refugees have flooded into the tiny country of Lebanon. More than half are children settled in makeshift tent settlements with dirt and disease everywhere. But at Heart for Lebanon's Hope Center, lives are being changed. Here's Rahaf, a 14-year-old Syrian refugee. I thank God for Lebanon because he learned me about Jesus. Jesus changed me for this. I love Jesus so much. This Christmas, you can bring the love of Jesus to a whole classroom of these children. Call 877-873-0190. That's 877-873-0190. Or go online to letstalkfaith.com. Please be as generous as you can when you call. That's 877-873-0190. Or give safely and securely by clicking the Heart for Lebanon banner at letstalkfaith.com. I want to get right back to it uh, here on this Thursday afternoon. Remember, coming up in just a few moments, we'll be talking about this dangerous book. Yes, sirree, how the Bible has shaped our world and why it is still why it still matters today. Steve Green, along with his wife Jackie, will be with us, the founding family of the Museum of the Bible. That coming up in just a moment. Hey, I had a chance to um, take a trip inside Lebanon just a few weeks ago. And uh, that was um, probably one of the most impactful trips of my life. And that's because uh, I had a chance to see firsthand what many of you have uh, watched for months and months and months on the television, on the cable. And that is the horrific uh, scenes that have come out of Iraq because of uh, ISIS and uh, the horrific scenes coming out of Syria. Uh, the the gassing, the bombing of uh, his own people, the, the leader of uh, Syria. And uh, I walked among 2.1 million refugees in a very, very tiny postage stamp country of Lebanon. And I had to, um, I had to just process the majority of those living souls that I walked among were kids, were children. I don't need to go into the details, but their dads, uh, many of the dads are not there. They didn't make it. Many of their teenage brothers and sisters, they weren't uh, there in the camps and the refugee areas either. Because um, to be able to successfully flee and to make it across the mountains of Lebanon into Lebanon from these very, very bad areas, boy, there were checkpoints. They had to pay money, all the checkpoints. Um, husbands, uh, of course, were eliminated by ISIS, as you well are aware of, and older older boys were um, confiscated along the way for conscription and service uh, to fight. The young girls were um, 
were swept away for sex slaves and uh, all of those, all of these horrific things. So I want to tell you, uh, there's a ministry called Heart for Lebanon, and I know why they have a Heart for Lebanon is because of the children. Well, I want to tell you right now that there are three different centers. I visited all three. Yes, Hezbollah effectively runs the country of Lebanon. And uh, yes, we went in to um, see firsthand this ministry that's going on in this very difficult area. We have three different schools, one in Beirut, Lebanon, an urban school. We have one in uh, southern Lebanon, Sidon, which uh, ended up, I think, being just about 30 miles from the border where I was at in June, as we share a little bit about our Israel trip, uh, but over on the Lebanese side. And then um, we traveled deep into the Bekaa Valley to the third school. Here's uh, We're going to be telling some, some, some interesting stories uh, next week that you don't want to miss. But um, what we are planning to do, what they are doing already, and what we're going to do is we're going to come alongside of them, and they are leading these children uh, to Christ. Some of them come from Christian families already, but uh, they're pulling them from the refugee camps. They're bringing them into their schools, uh, space available. And uh, not only are they learning uh, all of the appropriate lessons they should be learning uh, in school, but they're also learning English, which is going to make them very, very effective. Uh, Whatever happens to these refugees, and either they stay, they go back to their countries, who knows. Um, uh, But uh, we're also giving them a solid, solid foundation in Christ with the idea that where they go in the future, they're going to be trained how to open up their own home churches. Um, So here's where I need your help. Uh, Part of our Christmas outreach, and as we are certainly getting ready for our own blessings and the exchanging of gifts here, would you consider joining us this Christmas with a a Christian uh, missionary project? Right now, I'd like for you to be responsible for bringing in 18 new refugee children so we can open up a new classroom. The classrooms are small for the teaching situation, but uh, right now, if you would help 18 refugee children, not only that uh, we bring them in for this Christian education, we will feed them as well. A one-time gift of $98 will get this going. There's a lot of other organizations that are helping to make this happen. If you would uh, join me this afternoon, uh, we'd like to get uh, a pretty good uh, jump on our goal. We'll tell you more about that next week. But could you pick up the phone right now and say, yes, Bill, um, I trust you. I know you've been there. And, yes, it seems like quite a, a situation of value that we can invest $98 and help not one, two, but 18 refugee children. If you would do that, please call right now, toll-free, 877-873-0190. That's 877-873-0190. How many refugee children would uh, you plant a seed for Christ? How many refugee children would do you be a part of their lives to know that as they grow up, I absolutely believe that uh, we are getting closer and closer to the end times of revelation and uh, when you look at these kids in the third fourth fifth sixth grade and you'll see the pictures um, that i'll be posting 
and I'll be talking about some of the ones that I met as well as their moms. And uh, I got to tell you, you're going to be shaping the very area that is going to be so crucial uh, when those end-time events unfold. And um, I don't know about you, but it's a tremendous opportunity to stand with Jesus as he is in the midst of these refugees who have lost it all, um, and it was no fault of their own. Let's do something now. Let's rescue these children at 877-873-0190. Let's rescue them now before the other side captures them, before the other side captures them for evil. And um, we can make a big difference today. Call now, $98, 18 refugee children. Uh, we've had a contribution already of 1,000. We've had a contribution of 300. Uh, 100, 200, 300, 400, 500. It's a 501c3 contribution, totally tax deductible. And especially if your CPA has suggested to you that there is some still some financial planning for you to do by the end of the year. I hope that you would consider uh, making a contribution to this ministry. And if you would like to give securely online, you can do that by going to our website, letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com, and click on the Heart for Lebanon banner. Uh, Now, um, we've got a countdown to uh, Christmas giveaway, and this is a special opportunity that you can access by way of our WTBN or our answer apps. Uh, as we get close to Christmas, uh, we want to give you, our faithful listeners, an opportunity uh, because we've got the Operation Countdown to Christmas giveaway. Now, you can come back each week to enter for the contest. This week, we are giving away a prize package of four books, three of them, uh, have all our autographed copies. We have an autographed copy of God Loves You. He always has. He always will. That's by Dr. David Jeremiah. We've got an autographed copy of An American Spy, a memoir by Marco Rubio. Excuse me. Spy. An American Son. I even have the book. I've read the book. An American Son, a memoir by Marco Rubio, our U.S. Senator from Florida. That is signed. And we have a copy of All Out War to Plot to Destroy Trump by Ed Klein, who was on our show as well. As Well, all these gentlemen, David Jeremiah, Marco Rubio, in years past, but on my show. And last but not least, an autographed copy of The Five Big Lies About American Business, Combating Smears Against the Free Market Economy by Michael Medved. Now, you can enter uh, by going to any one of our apps uh, just our 57910 AM860 app, the answer apps, either 930 or 860. You've also got 1380 The Biz. Simply tap the app. And then when you get to uh, one of our respective apps, uh, tap the Countdown to Christmas Giveaway banner. Now, if you don't have the app, go to the Apple Store and search for us. Go to the Amazon Store, not Amazon. Uh, Go to uh, the App Store uh, for us, and you can do that on Apple or on Android. And uh, if not, uh, you can also get help at one of our websites. Now, uh, check back, uh, and we'll have new prizes for next week. And uh, we've got a lot to be giving away. In a couple of weeks, we'll also be giving away an Amazon Echo. You might want to repackage that. Wait, what's that called? Repackaging or regifting? It's re-gifting, yeah. For those of you, I know nobody out there re-gifts, right? 
Nobody does that. But we'll have an echo coming up. Uh, and it's our way of saying Merry Christmas from your friends right here at Salem Media in uh, West Central Florida. All right, let's take a time out. Time to drill down to talk about the dangerous book, how the Bible shaped our world and why it still matters today. Steve and Jackie Green, next to Bill Bunkley Show. Don't go away. Be right back. latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The House on Thursday passed a stopgap spending bill to prevent a government shutdown this weekend and buy time for challenging talks on a wide range of unfinished business on Capitol Hill. The measure passed mostly along party lines 235 to 193 and would keep the government running through December 22nd. The Senate was expected to swiftly approve the measure as early as tonight and send it to President Trump. San Diego County officials have ordered mandatory evacuations due to a fast-moving fire fan by Santa Ana winds. Authorities say the fire has destroyed two buildings and damaged 12. The fire was reported about 11 a.m. Thursday near the rural community of Bonsall and had grown to 150 acres amid gusts of 35 miles an hour. The evacuations include a mobile home park, a country club, and two schools. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 71 points. More details at srnnews.com. So I was at that new boutique, the one where the video store used to be. Next to the dry cleaners. That was so 2004. Now I download videos at home and the dry cleaner comes to me. The dry cleaner comes to you? Twice a week. Tyler from Sun Country Cleaners, who, by the way, is as clean cut and professional as they come, picks up all the family laundry, not just our work clothes and... (gasps) No more sorting socks? No more sorting socks. Sun Country Cleaners. You do life. We'll do the laundry. SunCountryCleaners.com. Are you a writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional, or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit, and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers. Plus, if you call now at 800-580-1838, we're offering a free author's information kit to help you through the publishing process. Our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye. Then our page designers will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers and if needed covenants talented illustrators will bring your book to life most importantly covenant books will help tell your story by printing marketing and distributing your book through specialty christian bookstores and major online book retailers like amazon apple and many others covenant books let us help tell your story for your free author's information packet call 800-580-1838 that's 800-580-1838 800-580-1838 This Christmas, give the gift of family by supporting Focus on the Family. Over the years, Focus has given you practical guidance for your marriage, parenting, spiritual growth, and Christian living. And now you can pass the blessings forward to younger families here in our town. God has given us the wonderful joy of strengthening families with tools to help them grow stronger and closer. Perhaps we've been able to do that for you and your family. Now you can help us continue this good work by sending your generous support here at the end of the year. 
Your generosity will provide resources that help Christians know God's design for marriage, parenting, and so much more. Thank you for giving the gift of family. Just log on to our station website and use the keyword family. And thank you for partnering with us in giving the gift of family. Connect with Focus on the Family and give today at letstalkfaith.com. Saturday afternoons at 4.30. Join Pastor John Couch for This Day in the Word. He says, if you really want to run hard after me, lay everything on your altar and put your Isaac on the altar and back away and say, God, this is your deal. This is for your praise and your glory, man. I'm all about you. I'm in. This Day in the Word with Pastor John Couch. Saturday afternoons at 4.30 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. In a time that was hopeless. Mary, there's no room at the end. In a world of unforgiveness. <sighs> Fine. It's okay. Grace arrived in Bethlehem. Oh, Joseph, he's coming. And love appeared with the birth of a baby boy. Christmas, celebrating the birth of our Savior. He's, he's here. Faith Talk 570. Having fun on this Thursday afternoon, I want to uh, get your full and complete attention because uh, I've got a book that would make it absolutely a precious and astounding Christmas gift that I'm recommending this afternoon. Welcome back, Bill Bunkley here, about 37 minutes past the hour, heading to the 6 o'clock hour. We're going to be talking about uh, a book that I think is uh, so relevant to today especially with the culture war that we find ourselves in both here and around the globe. It is entitled, This Dangerous Book, How the Bible Has Shaped Our World and Why It Still Matters Today. Steve and Jackie Green, along with Bill High, uh, are authors of the book. And, of course, Steve and Jackie Green, founding family of the Museum of the Bible. And uh, I want to tell you that it just opened up uh, just a few days ago in Washington, D.C., and great excitement has uh, centered around that opening. Uh, It is the largest international museum in the world devoted solely to the presentation as well as the preservation of the Bible. Going all the way back to 2009, Steve and Jackie have collected biblical artifacts from around the globe and today possess one of the largest collections in the world, The Greens have been married for more than 30 years. They have six grown children, four grandchildren. Of course, uh, Steve is president of Hobby Lobby. And uh, Jackie is very much involved with the operation uh, as heading up the museum. Guys, we are delighted to have you both with us this afternoon. Well, Bill, it's great to be here. Appreciate you having us. Well, it takes uh, quite an investment to uh, travel the world to gather artifacts, and then there's always stories with these artifacts. When was it, I know you made a trip to Turkey, but when did uh, this 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 God-given burn in your heart really start driving you to begin to uh, amass this collection? Well, it was probably a couple of years before that first trip that... Uh, 
the idea of, of putting a museum uh, was presented to us by a group that wanted to, uh, to put one in Dallas and uh, kind of got us started on that venture. And it wasn't until 2009 when uh, we started uh, our collection, and, and it grew rapidly because of the economy and there were opportunities that presented themselves. And uh, so we really you know, got serious in 2010 when we formed the 501c3 Museum of the Bible uh, and uh, got serious about trying to find a location. We started in three different cities. Uh, Dallas is where we started. Then we opened it up to New York and Washington, D.C., and our survey showed it would be best attended in D.C., and uh, so we opened up just uh, a, a month, uh, a few weeks ago, just last month. Well, we talk about in this book, you talk about uh, the Bible being dangerous, and I am thinking about the history of the Bible down through the ages, and of course we had uh, uh, the Protestant uh, uh, Revolution that came about because of uh, one monk who just uh, not only disagreed with what the the Catholic Church was stating, but then uh, people's lives have been lost. We're talking about wars. This really has been a dangerous book for many people, hasn't it? It has. When you you think of the lives that have been lost and and what what people have dedicated uh, their lives to, that we would have what we have today. Um, it, it has been loved and hated throughout time. And even today, it's not anything unusual to find a new story where uh, in, in countries around the world, uh, people are uh, giving their lives and having to sacrifice their life because of uh, their love for this book, because they own it, because they follow it. Uh, and, you know, in, in smaller ways, people get or um, uh, are, are challenged in, in our society even today uh, if they uh, espouse principles from this book. And so um, uh, it, it, if you follow this book, it might lead you to uh, go in directions that you didn't plan on going. And uh, that's some of what we talk about in the book, how that uh, this, this book has directed our lives in, in ways that uh, we weren't planning on going. If you're just joining us, we're talking this afternoon with Steve and Jackie Green, the founding family museum of the Bible, also authors of the book, This Dangerous Book, How the Bible Has Shaped Our World and Why It Still Matters Today, making two recommendations this afternoon. Number one is to make an excellent Christmas gift to pick up uh, this book, but also uh, your next family vacation, either by car or driving, just off the mall in D.C., I haven't had the pleasure to uh, make the trip, may make a little media trip up there to take a look, but I know by my research that I recommend you diverting your family's vacation uh, whenever you can to go by and take in the Museum of the Bible for yourself. I want to bring uh, Jackie in here because, um, you know, we take, uh, I've hosted several trips to, uh, to the Holy Land, to Israel, and of course seeing the Dead Sea Scrolls at the Scroll of the Book is always a high point. And I started to think, Jackie, that, uh, yes, that certainly is uh, a very high point, historical high point. But, you know, there's a lot of artifacts about the Bible. And now, because of your dedication and your family's generosity, we can see some of these same significant artifacts, the original ones, in your museum. Talk about that. Well, we have a fabulous uh, collection of over 40 different institutions and, and individuals that have come together celebrating this book, and they've, they've loaned or donated items to the museum. So it's a, quite a celebration and collaboration of artifacts from all over. And um, 
it's a great place to come as an individual. It's a great place to bring a family. We have a children's area. We have a restaurant. We have a coffee shop. And uh, just all kinds of areas to just enjoy uh, reading and just soaking in and learning more about the Bible and just what it is and why this book has been the best-selling book of all time. Hmm. Now, there are uh, pilgrims that go to uh, Jerusalem, and uh, one of the high points is entering in to actually touch what is known as the Western Wall. And uh, that's not the actual wall of the temple. It's the wall of the Temple Mound. And uh, for those who have been there, know that uh, uh, around uh, that and around the famous pinnacle, there are stones that uh, still surround that area from the destruction in uh, A.D. 70 by the Romans. Uh, You have a a particular high point uh, of, uh, of an artifact that is in your museum. And I want to give you an opportunity to talk about that because I think our folks would find that a little fascinating. Yeah, one of those uh, uh, 40 uh, individuals and institutions that Jackie uh, alludes to is the Israeli Antiquity Authority. They have their own space within the museum, and uh, they will be bringing items uh, over from time to time. And one of those items that they have is uh, one of the stones from that uh, wall that was turned over in uh, 70 A.D. by the Romans, and uh, it, it's it's prominently displayed in their space and you're invited to touch it. Wow. Um, so you don't get to do that in many museums, do you? Exactly. So uh, that's a, a quite a unique opportunity and experience for people when they come to the museum. I think it's great for your children as well, especially. I know the adults probably are, are, are eating it up uh, too, but uh, just special for the kids to have that opportunity. And uh, when you know that uh, it's a high point for so many people who travel to the Holy Land, to have that opportunity, it is just a special. And am I correct in uh, something I read previously that this is the first time that the Israeli Department of Antiquities has actually partnered for a permanent exhibit outside of Israel? That is my understanding that, uh, you know, they have had uh, small items that would be on loan as items or touring or exhibits might be touring, but there's nothing uh, on a long-term exhibit like they have at the museum and not as many items. They have about 1,500 items uh, that they have brought over uh, uh, that are on display in the museum, and that is the first time ever. Now, you talk about uh, very early on, and in fact, the title is A Codex in a Cat Basket. And uh, I can tell you, I've brought back a few artifacts myself, certainly nowhere near what you guys have done. But uh, when you learn about certain artifacts, sometimes there's some strange ways to uh, learn about them and uh, to negotiate acquiring them. Tell us at least this one story of this one artifact, the uh, the infamous uh, Kodax uh, in a cat basket. Well, that item was uh, one of the items that a university at Cambridge was selling because of the economy. And they were just needing, the, the economy had was struggling, the their, I guess, uh, revenues from their endowment was down, and they were looking for some, some resources and decided to sell this uh, item. It's called the Codex Climacia Rescriptus um, at auction. It didn't sell at the auction it was in, and we, as we were over there looking at another item, we at, were asking, and they said they still had this under contract and uh, negotiated and acquired it. It's What's unique about it is it has been rewritten on, which is not all that unique, because it was common to recycle uh, vellum, which was Mm -hmm. not readily available. 
But the underlying text is scripture in Aramaic, and this document would be the largest portion of scripture known in uh, Aramaic, which would be the closest language to what Jesus would have uh, probably spoken in his home. So uh, we are having scans being done at Oxford to pull out that underlying text uh, and uh, taking it back to scholars at Cambridge to do the research on it. So uh, some of those uh, leaves are on display at the museum, and uh, there is ongoing research being done on, on the particular item. Hmm. How important, uh, just a quick side question, how important is it for uh, more of the amateurs that would look for opportunities to buy uh, uh, some of these uh, uh, at least alleged ancient items? How important is it to do your homework and make sure you're dealing with a reputable dealer? Because I know, for one, I always uh, warn our group, say, when you get in the shops and you see in Israel and you see all of the all of the you know the the artifacts there make sure they're real because a lot of folks can make some good copies right oh that's right and obviously when you have something that is cherished like the bible um there's a lot of interest in um having memorabilia and when when you have people that have such a great love that creates the opportunity for charlatans to take advantage of that so uh, you have to be careful um you know that um, you, you you know what you're dealing with, and um, uh, a lot of times it takes some uh, people with some great expertise. Uh, uh, forgers continue to get more sophisticated, but then the uh, research is uh, to, to uncover that is becoming more sophisticated as well. But uh, that that is a challenge that people have to be aware of. Mm. Let me ask you this, because um, your strategic uh, th- this 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 idea that God gave you, planted in your heart to the Spirit. Uh, when you go to Washington, spend a lot of time there, you can travel all around the the capital there, many references to God uh, on a lot of the buildings, but a lot of museums, a lot of our nation's history. But one of the most important aspects of history was our founding fathers and the importance of the Bible, the Bible, no other book, no other religion, the Bible, and that was not represented in D.C. Tell us how that became part of this dream to include that in the history there in D.C. Well, uh, we have a floor uh, that's called the impact floor. There's three ways that we look at the Bible. It's history, it's impact, and it's narrative. And those are the three uniquely uh, different floors. And the impact floor starts out with a large section that talks about the Bible's impact on America. Um, whether people like it or not, the fact of the matter is the Bible was a great influence on our nation, and many of the principles our nation was built on were found in the Bible. The, uh, one example, the, the concept that all men are created equal, uh, our founders got that from the Bible. Uh, and so uh, if you were to go through D.C., you see Scripture all over the place. So uh, another part on that floor is a ride where we actually fly people through Washington, D.C., going to, I think it's 11 different places, showing where Scripture is engraved on monuments throughout the city, uh, just showing it's all over the, the city, and that's just a handful of items. We could we could spend a whole lot longer, but uh, because you actually feel like you're flying, we, uh, we have to limit so people don't get sick on the ride. Uh, <laughs> but it's a, a great, fun experience for the visitor. Mm. And, of course, we're talking about the Museum of the Bible. Highly recommend even to make that a destination 
on your travel plans uh, for 2018. I know I can't wait to see it as well. Plus, uh, recommending you get a copy of this book to give you a little primer, and that is a book we're talking about today, uh, just out, This Dangerous Book, How the Bible Has Shaped Our World and Why It, is still, why it still Matters Today uh, by my guests, Steve and Jackie Green, today. Uh, Jackie, uh, I want to just talk to you uh, on a related subject because not only is it a dangerous book, but the Bible is a book that really influences uh, Mrs. Bunkley and I are uh, adoptive parents. Uh, we're also foster parents adopted out of our adopted out of our foster care system here in Florida. Um, you know, the Bible influenced you for both uh, you and Steve. Tell us a little bit about how the Bible influenced uh, your decision to to be an adoptive parent. Well, it, it very greatly influenced us. Um, you know, we we had five biological children. We really weren't planning to adopt, but. Um, you know, we really supported uh, ministries and organizations to help people adopt and, and um, you know, just were really gung-ho and supportive of that. The Bible does tell us to, you know, minister to the orphan and the widow and to help those, to help those that are, um, you know, hungry and to feed, feed the sick and the hungry and to clothe people and just to be, you know, good, good um people to help others and be loving and, and kind and kind-hearted. So so all of that is very supported through the Bible. But we have grown up, you know, reading the Bible and trying to practice all these principles in our lives. And here we were with a, a busy household of children and felt like God was just really telling us that he wanted us to adopt a child, that we had room in our home, we had room in our hearts and love to give. And we felt just a really clear example. It's shared in the book. Um, of how God just really prompted us and actually through our children started the idea of just, you know, prompting us to look into adoption and and to be adoptive parents ourselves. And it's been a great blessing to us. We share, like I said, in the book about that and um, some other personal experiences of how the Bible has impacted our actions um, in our lives. Well, I want to tell you both that uh, we, and when I say we, all of us, I believe, are going to uh, already owe you a great debt of uh, gratitude, both to to you, Steve, and you, Jackie Green, because what you have done in the Museum of the Bible, you have uh, set a cornerstone in our nation's capital for not only this generation's, but generations to come. Uh, not to forget, uh, not to have it uh, crowded out uh, in the in the world of political correctness. Thank you for your life's work and uh, your sharing of these artifacts so many of us uh, and our kids and our kids' kids can go and uh, learn the truth, not only about the Bible uh, and how the book certainly has been a dangerous book, but a, but a book of, uh, of influence and fulfillment, but also uh, how important it is for us to uh, regard that in today's life. Guys, thanks for being with us today and from all of us here. Thank you for your work and certainly wish you a very, very Merry Christmas and a blessed New Year. Thank you, Bill. You have a Merry Christmas as well. Take care. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Again, the book is This Dangerous Book, Steve and Jackie Green, the uh, founding family museum of the Bible. Uh, how the Bible has shaped our world and why it still matters today. Uh, I'm enjoying it immensely and uh, want to recommend that uh, you pick up a copy for Christmas, something for the whole family to read. Well, coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll check in with the public policy analyst from Focus on the Family, Bruce Houseconnect, to get his report now uh, as a couple of days have passed. 
Just what are their impressions of the Masterpiece Cake Supreme Court case and uh, thoughts about, uh, well, quite frankly, Justice Kennedy. Plus, we'll head out to Hollywood as more of the movies are going to be breaking for Christmas and find out uh, what we have to offer for this weekend. Coming up next, my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, Senior Pastor of Ottawa Baptist Church on today's radio ministry, Living Truth. How to connect with people. Hmm, how to connect with people. Part one of a two-part series that comes from Genesis chapter 3. Well, as the sun has set, we wish you a very, very good Thursday evening. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 4. Until then, God bless and good night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.